This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A proposal to make executive branch agencies more responsive to public records requests has been voted down by Republicans in the House State Administration Committee despite clearing the Senate 50 to nothing last month. Senate Bill 232 would have established deadlines for state agencies to respond to information requests, which proponents of the bill say can often languish for months. Discussion of the bill was scarce on Tuesday. The only comment came from Representative Linda Rexton, the Republican from Polson, who reported that the Department of Justice was opposed. Quote, it might create more court cases with demands and in terms of the time frames not being adequate. The bill would have applied to the executive branch more immediately, but would have given the Department of Justice, along with the offices of Secretary of State, Superintendent of Public Instruction, and State Auditor until October of 2025 to comply. It failed to pass vote on a 7-11 to 11 vote, Six Democrats and one Republican voted in favor. All other Republicans voted no. A bill that would explicitly prohibit the use of ranked choice voting in Montana elections has passed second reading at the state Senate 29 to 21. House Bill 598 still needs a final vote to head to the governor's desk. It has advanced on mostly party-line votes with Republicans in favor and Democrats opposed. Ranked choice voting is a type of election used in some jurisdictions where voters indicate their second-choice candidate and potentially third and fourth. Typically, if no single candidate receives a majority of votes, the candidate with the fewest votes is eliminated and that candidate's votes are then distributed among the remaining candidates according to the voter's second choice. That process is then repeated until a candidate gets a majority. Proponents say the system generates better representation. Others say it is a complicated process that breeds confusion. A proposal to change how the Montana Districting and Apportionment Commission draws new legislative lines appears unlikely to appear on the November ballot after four Republican senators voted against it. Senate Bill 534 passed the chamber 30 to 20. It now heads to the House. Legislative referenda to propose constitutional amendments need 100 yes votes from the legislature in order to advance to a ballot. After that, a simple majority of voters choose to amend the state constitution. Republicans hold 68 seats in the House, meaning the proposal would require a unified House GOP plus two Democrats to support it. The minority party has so far remained united on contentious constitutional amendments, and Republicans are far from united on several of those proposals as well. Monday, House Bill 649, the bill to push more money into Medicaid provider rates, passed 82 to 18 on second reading. Representative Mary Caffaro, the Democrat from Helena, 
had originally proposed the bill to fund provider rates fully. The original bill would have cost $25 million in general fund dollars for the biennium to close the gap between money in the larger general budget bill and the recommended levels. However, in committee, Republican legislators amended the bill to put only $5 million of general fund money into the cause instead of the required $25 million. They also put $9.3 million in federal money to providers. In the end, both Republicans and Democrats were frustrated. Representative John Fitzpatrick, the Republican from Anaconda, figured the irritation was a sign of a good compromise. Thirteen Democratic lawmakers lined up to testify against a bill to ban drag performances in public spaces where minors are present and to designate bars or restaurants that host such performances as sexually oriented businesses. House Bill 359 had nearly 60 opponents and seven proponents during the hearing in the Senate Judiciary Committee. HB 359 would prohibit drag performances in public spaces and in spaces that receive public funding, banning, quote, male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appears to a purient interest. The bill defines purient interest as having a tendency to excite lustful thoughts. Proponents included the Office of Public Instruction, the Montana Family Foundation, and two representatives from Moms for Liberty, Yellowstone County. Those in support of the bill said they did so in the interest of protecting children. Bill sponsor Representative Braxton Mitchell, the Republican from Columbia Halls, said in his opening he's a strong supporter of parental rights, but that, quote, if a parent attempts to sexualize their child, their rights end at that point. Organizations in opposition said there are already laws on the books to protect children from attending sexual or inappropriate entertainment, and mechanisms like child protective services are already in place to protect children. Representative F.J. Howell, the Democrat from Missoula, who heard the bill in the other chamber in the House Judiciary Committee, said they hadn't heard any evidence of harm being caused to children. Quote, we have anybody in law enforcement that this is actually an issue because it's not. The Human Rights Campaign, Montana Federation of Public Employees, Montana Pride, the ACLU of Montana, Forward Montana, Montana Human Rights Network, Montana Women Vote, and the Montana Budget and Policy Center were among the organizations in opposition to the bill. Benji Cosgrove with the Myrna Loy Theater in Helena said, the broad definition of the bill could leave the theater criminally liable if a man were to play a traditional female character or if a transgender person took the stage at all. He said as a parent, if he didn't want his children to see certain movies or performances, he wouldn't take them. Northwestern Energy's residential customers as a class will pay more in rate increases under a partial settlement filed Monday, 
a week ahead of hearings into the matter. The utility would collect almost $82 million more from all electric customers than it did prior to October of 2020. Gas customers would pay $18.2 million. The settlement was reached with the Montana Consumer Council, Walmart, Northwestern's largest customer group, and the federal government. Montana's Public Service Commission will have to accept the settlement as is or reject the agreement and proceed to set rates. Similar settlements have determined rate increases for Northwestern for more than a decade. Hundreds of bighorn sheep in eight herds, along with domestic sheep, will be collared in Montana this summer as the Department of Public Health and Human Services launches a large-scale study into how or if the animals mingle. Quote, we want to understand how often they interact. That's Justin Good, the Research and Technical Services Section Chief for the Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Quote, it's in the best interest of domestic sheep growers and wild sheep. Past research has shown domestic sheep may transfer a bacteria that causes pneumonia in wild sheep if they come in contact. The bacteria Mycoplasma ovinumani can kill bighorn sheep and is also blamed for stunting an infected herd's population growth. The number of bison killed by hunters just outside Yellowstone National Park's boundary this winter was 1,067, according to the latest report issued by the Interagency Bison Management Plan. That number is double the previous record. It has prompted a Bozeman-based nonprofit, Gallatin Wildlife Association, to send a letter seeking Interior Secretary Deb Halen's intervention. The group is calling for a new management framework that will result in fewer bison being killed immediately north of the Yellowstone National Park boundary. This winter's kill rate has been particularly high, because heavy snows have driven hundreds of bison out of the park into baby goats in search for food. The letter calls for a new approach to bison management that will allow the mammal to roam freely outside Yellowstone National Park, including onto the Custer-Gallatin National Forest land, where hunting is currently most concentrated. Buffalo Field Campaign spokesperson Tom Woodbury has described the current hunting practice as a canned hunt that puts hunters at risk too. Quote, if hunters were to cease or be dramatically reduced at Beatty Gulch, bison survivors would be able to roam, explore, and instill possible memories of where they might find springtime forage. The letter continues, this could very well benefit their decision-making in the future, whereas present treaty hunting is preventing migratory behavior, an important aspect of bison ecology. If you want to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our website on Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 50 U.S. states 
and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, 31 countries, on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.